we've got – I'm really excited to have him on here. Uh, close out the show here today. Um, we're going to be talking next with Teron Davenport, um, who's a Philadelphia Eagles beat writer, um, followed the Ravens and stuff a few years back, but now he's up in Philly um, writing on behalf of the Eagles Wire. And you can also follow him on Twitter at tdavenport underscore NFL. Uh, Teron Davenport, welcome to the program. Oh, it's great to be here. I appreciate you guys having me on. Oh, we're, we're thrilled you could join us. I mean, one thing that we all love in North Dakota, especially in Fargo, is Carson Wentz. I mean, this is, this is, this is a kid that, that we've watched over the last five years, and we were thrilled to loan him out to the city of Philadelphia so he can try to help bring some more success to you guys. Well, I'll tell you what, judging by the reception that he's gotten every time he comes out on the field, I don't think Philadelphia wants to give him back. And, <laughs> you, know, you always try to be objective as a reporter, but he is a very likable player. He's a guy that you just naturally you pull for him to do well. So, so far, he, he's definitely come in and had a good impression on everybody. Uh, we're glad to hear it. I mean, he's a great kid, and we wish him all the success. But, you know, he took a beating uh, hmm. on Thursday against Tampa Bay. I mean, he's dealing with the third, fourth-string guys there, the guys that are trying to make the team. So we expect that, you know, people are going to be going after the number 2 overall pick. That's fine. Uh, but he came out of it with with a you know microfracture on his ribs. Uh, what's the latest? Uh, how's how's the feeling around there about that injury? Yeah, everybody is, is frustrated. You know, they want to have him continue to, to develop, but at the same time, one of the best ways to develop is by playing in games. So they're going to just go ahead and allow Wentz to get the mental reps. He is actually the one of the only injured players that traveled with the Eagles to Pittsburgh today for their game tomorrow. And it's just all about just getting those mental reps and becoming more and more uh, firm as far as his grasp of the playbook is concerned and also continuing to develop the chemistry with the wide receivers, with the offensive line, with everybody on the offense and throughout the team. The guys, like I said, they, they really like him on the team. Everybody speaks highly of him. The chemistry is there developing with uh, one receiver in particular, Paul Turner, who's an undrafted free agent out of uh, Louisiana Tech, and, and he's a guy that's probably going to make the roster, but he and Wentz combined for a number of of, of catches, receptions against the Bucks last Thursday, and I think Turner's going to continue to play well, but Wentz himself, he, I really like what I see from him. I mean, there's there's obviously ups and downs, of course, but the positive, and especially seeing it in that game, is he's not afraid to step up in that pocket, find a running lane, and run if he has to, but he also runs with his eyes down the field, and that's something that's advanced for a, a rookie quarterback. And you see that from him. And he, one of his first throws was a 15-yard pass to Zach Ertz where the, the pocket collapsed around him. He stepped up, shifted to his right, and had his eyes downfield, hit Zach Ertz for a 15-yard reception. And, and the crowd went crazy. So, oh, it was, it, was a be- it was a beautiful thing to watch. I mean, it was, it was yeah, absolutely yeah. great. For sure, honey. Now, one thing that you know, we know we know that Coach Peterson is saying that Sam Bradford's a starter. I get that. Want to work in the new guy, um, you know, give him a time to adapt. You know, going from FCS to the NFL is a big jump. You know, whether we you know, we've got a tremendous program here, but it's still a big jump. But you know, Chase Daniels did not perform. I mean, forty percent passing. He got I think three yards a pass last week. Do we have any shot of him, you know, of Carson's getting to the point where he's going to be able to dress on game day and maybe at least leapfrog Daniels anytime soon? I doubt that's going to happen. 
But first, what I want to do is just shout out North Dakota State. Just, just the program itself and the offense that they use. I mean, Carson Wentz is actually more advanced as far as a quarterback than Jared Goff, than a, a lot of the other quarterbacks, because he's already done that. He's already been at the line of scrimmage, made the checks that he needed to make, uh, changed the, the, the protection, you know, changed the play. I mean, he's done all of that. And that's something that's really going to give him an advantage when it comes to digesting this big playbook. He's already been in it. So yeah. that's something I have to shout out North Dakota. I mean, everybody says, okay, he's from a small school, FCS, this, that, and a third. But i tell you what, coming out of North Dakota State, he's much more prepared than Jared Goff coming out of California running that air raid offense. So I just wanted to get that out there. As far as moving up and, and past Chase Daniel, I doubt that's going to happen especially right now where he's going to have to get clear to even play football again. But practicing itself is just is going to be up to his own pain threshold. So he's going to be out at least another week. He said he wants to come back and, and play at least in the last preseason game. So I'm, he has to get that done first. I'm surprised he even told anyone he was injured. I mean, this is a kid who played you know second half against Montana in our opener last year with high ankle sprain and finished off a game against South Dakota with a broken wrist without telling a soul. I'm surprised well, I, you even told I anyone what, he was hurt. After the game, he told us, oh, I'm just dinged up a little bit, but I'll be fine. It didn't really come out until after practice. You know, after practice on, on I believe it was Monday. Yeah, after practice on Monday, no, Saturday. After practice, you know, they sent him for the x-ray because he, he was hurting a little bit more, so they reduced his reps in practice. But then they sent him in for the x-ray, and that's when, when it was revealed. He probably would have never told them how much it really hurt if it was up to him, but in the NFL, you know, you got the medical staff oh, that's and true. they have to make sure it's, it's uh, something that, that's revealed. Absolutely. I get that. Well, we got another North Dakota state guy out there helping you guys on defense, uh, finish the game strong with a good interception at the end of the game. Yeah. How's CJ Smith looking out there? Does he have a shot? I tell you, he has a shot. His size is there. Uh, I, I, you know, he started off a little bit slow in mini camp and in training camp, but, He's beginning to get more and more comfortable there in the NFL, you know, with other guys who are the best of the best. And he had a really good practice on Sunday. He had a couple fast breakups, one in the red zone against Nelson Aguilar. He jumped up and knocked the ball away on a fade. And I think he has a chance. It's going to be tough because there's so much depth at the corner position. So, really, what I would do is watch his impact on special teams. Absolutely. If he could just make an outstanding play on special teams that will help him because they have some guys who are fringe roster players who are going to make their mark on special teams, like a guy like a Chris Maragos, a guy like a, a Brian Brayman. These are guys that are special team specialists, so to speak, and that's how they'll get onto the roster. So C.J. Smith is going to have to do something to really stand out in that aspect because there's so many corners on the roster as it is. So it's going to be tough, but I, I'm not going to rule him out because I like what I've seen, the way he's fought and battled since he's, you know, had that, that rough start. At one point, Carson Wentz himself was actually picking on C.J. Smith, you know, targeting him a lot during minicamp, uh, deep on, on the on the nine routes and things like that. But like I said, he's come around and he definitely has a fighting chance. Well, I can see Carson Carson kind of putting some jabs in C.J. Smith's way. I, you got to love that respect that they have for each other and, and, I mean, it was back in Carson's pro day when, you know, all these teams came in to look at Carson, and he's sitting down with Mike Mayock, and he's telling him, hey, listen, you got to look at this C.J. Smith kid. He's yeah. the real deal. Yeah. So, that I mean, I yeah, think that I respect mean, goes both ways. 
Oh, for sure. It definitely goes both ways. And I mean, you're always going to go at your, your buddy. That's just the, oh, that's the, the fun part. That's the fun part. You know, you're going to do that. Absolutely. And we're not too worried about CJ. I mean, I, we honestly hope he makes the Eagles team. But I mean, we, if we just look back to, to last year with, uh, or two years ago with Marcus Williams, um, our previous stud cornerback that we had, you know, went to the Texans camp, played there, got cut, picked up by the Jets. And then now he's, uh, you know, pushing to start opposite Darrell Revis. So, I mean, we, we know our North Dakota State cornerbacks. We know they can, they know how to play ball. For sure. Now, you guys recently had a little splash there as well, uh, bringing in Doriel Green-Beckham uh, from Tennessee. That was a nice little trade to, to add a big-bodied receiver that hopefully is going to help uh, this Eagles you know, offense in the red zone. Yeah, you know, that trade is really, once I looked at it, it it's a case of a perfect storm for two teams. What ended up happening is the Titans drafted the guy in the fifth round out of Massachusetts. Look at that, another small school guy. Uh, his name is Tajay Sharp, and he came in, and he's just done everything that he needed to do to elevate up the depth chart. He's fighting for a starting position. So that kind of made Joel Green-Beckham expendable, so to speak. They also have frustration about his work ethic. They said he reported to camp overweight, which, uh, I mean, I can't confirm or, or deny that. I don't know, but that's just what the report was. Now, when you look at the, the Eagles, they had a, a less than stellar performance by the receivers on Thursday. Definitely. So, obviously, the need to get a, another receiver, you know, their attention, their radar kind of went up because of that performance. At the same time, you had a, a tough situation with the offensive line. We talked about Wentz and Daniel running for their life behind that offensive line. Absolutely. Lane Johnson now is facing that suspension. His backup, Dennis Kelly, is the one that was traded to the Titans for Green Beckham. But the Titans, their storm was that they had two offensive linemen go down also, one of which Byron Bell has started 16 games for them, but at three different positions. So they needed a guy like a Dennis Kelly that could play guard and tackle to give you that swing uh, depth that, that, that you need in this league, and that's why the trade was able to happen. But at the same time, Howie Rosen yesterday, he told us that the, the Eagles had done extensive research for a couple weeks now on Doyle Green Beckham. So this wasn't just a knee-jerk move. This was something that was in the works. And I think that Thursday really just kind of pushed it over the edge and made that trade happen. Well, and anytime you can bring in a six foot four plus side of 200 guy in for the red zone, I mean, that's going to help out any rookie quarterback trying to, to find somebody back deep to get some points on the board. Oh, without a doubt. When you have a, a big target like that, a guy that has a huge – each of his arms are 32 inches long. Yeah, he's so a big So you're talking guy. about a guy that could cover a lot of space. You know, his catching rate is, is, is huge. And he likes to work the middle of the field. I actually did a write-up on, on uh, our, our site, the eagleswire.usatoday.com. It's a film breakdown of three ways that they could use him. And one of those ways on the slant route and also that, that post in the red zone, he definitely adds a new element to the Eagles offense, one that they really needed. Well, I mean, and that's that's something that they need. Speaking as a guy who had Jordan Matthews in fantasy last year, uh, you know, it's 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 nice to find somebody who might be able to actually put some points on the board. Um, so, you know, finishing up, uh, Teron, you know, thank you for joining us. Uh, everyone, please go and check out the eagleswire.usatoday.com and follow them on Twitter at tdavenport underscore NFL. Teron, thank you very much for joining us today. No problem. Thanks for having me. Anytime, guys.